Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Attention pro athletes. Want to secure your financial legacy and thrive off the field? Oak Bridge Wealth Management, led by wealth manager Chris Anasetti, is your dedicated financial planning ally. But don't take it from me. Take it from the Dallas Cowboys' Tyler Biotish. He says, Chris set goals financially and has been incredibly impactful in my journey in the NFL. Experience our customized, comprehensive approach, trusted by top NFL players. Don't leave your financial success to chance. Connect with Chris on Instagram at OakbridgeWM underscore Anaceti. That's OakbridgeWM underscore A-N-I-C-E-T-E. And let Oakbridge Wealth Management guide you across the goal line. To Believe in Badgers on the Believe Network, presented by BetOnline.ag and Oakbridge Wealth Management. Once again, I'm Matt Perkins, joined as always by Badger legend, the Hebrew Hammer himself, Matt Bernstein. Bernie, how are we doing today? Oh, every day on the podcast is a holiday. We've got one of our one of my favorite people, the guy who does like pretty much a lot of the work off season during the season. So I'm I'm pumped, ready to have you back uh, to get to really get into it. Year two, it's so exciting. <laughs> It is, man. It is. It's very exciting. I think it was about this time last year, you know, I was sitting, uh, sitting at the, uh, Airbnb place on, on Lake, uh, Monona there and late nights, you know, working all day, getting this thing going and then, you know, full year into it now. So it's an honor to be back boys. Appreciate you guys. Before we get into it, one remind you that we are presented by betonline.ag, where they continue to be your number one source for all of your online sports wagering needs. You name it, they've got it over there at BetOnline. Head on over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with our promo code BELIEVE. That's B-L-E-A-V, BetOnline, where the game starts. So what's the biggest difference between the Brady we're talking to today and the Brady we met a year ago pretty much today yeah i think it's uh you know anytime you know you take over a program and you know you have your foundation you know what you want to install um you know just from the top down as far as culture and all that stuff which culture really is dependent upon the leaders that you have on the team because they're going to drive the culture with their behavior and the results just reinforce that um but when you kind of look at the broad spectrum of thing i mean we got here um you know and you're you're learning uh, the nutritionist and how she works and, you know, what she's used to doing and then, you know, pushing her and, you know, letting her kind of take the reins and like, Hey, whatever you've never done before, whatever you want to get, like, let's get, like, let's enhance this. Let's enhance that because that's what these kids deserve. Um, sports medicine, you know, just however the way they used to do things totally different than the way, you know, we do things now and, you know, our relationships like this, um, you know, just gotta, gotta have that It's for the benefit of these kids. And then it just keeps stemming. I mean, academics, you know, they've always been great. Now it's like, you know, getting them a notch above two. And then you go to the field, obviously, yes, recruiting and all those things. But, um, you know, I would say it's just the foundation set. Um, you know, we're very fortunate that, you know, after this year, going into this offseason, like we got some dudes that are true leaders now, you know, and um, you could have put it up last year. You couldn't really harp on it too much because, you know, your best players must be your best workers and therefore are your best leaders. And a lot of times, you know, someone could be 
elected as a leader or something like that. But if they're not one of those best players and you, you know, peel the layers back, why is he so good at playing football? Well, he works his butt off for it. Well, that in turn makes him a leader, whether he's a rah-rah guy or not. Like it's his work habits. It's his daily effort and attitude, all those things. He doesn't accept losing, um, you know, so kind of going into the off season now with a good core of that, it's really something you can build on, you know, because I always tell these kids, you know, I, I don't want to talk to you till I'm blue in the face and try to give you some hype motivation stuff. I mean, there's times for that and no doubt I can get the best of that. That's for sure. But, you know, I want them to lead it. This is their program. You know, I, I always say, you know, I'm just fortunate. I got the whistle, like we write the plan, but the plans to make you better, you have to drive it. So I would say that's the biggest thing. Um, you know, just to understand, like, you know, I think it was the other day, um, you know, it was Will Pauling and Will Pauling sitting up here. He's stretching after a good lower body lift. And uh, he's talking with uh, one of our transfers and he was like, damn, he's like, I see why y'all so big now. And Will's like, dude, it's the only, only thing I know, man. And then like, you know, Hunter Wool is right next to him. He's like, dude, I can't think of anything different. And it's like, I think they're starting to get it down now. Like not saying that what we do is the greatest in the world. I always say it. I say, it's not what we do. It's why we do it more importantly, who we do it with. But, uh, you know, I just, I feel like from day one of this off season, you know, they knew what to expect, even though we've thrown wrinkles at them, even though we're pushing them harder, uh, putting them in more adverse situations to thrive. Um, they just, you know, they're hungry for it. And I think, you know, with the evolution of guys leaving and guys coming in, it's always about the right ones. And, uh, I, you know, I can't credit the coaching staff, um, you know, above for doing that. So, so Brady, last time we had you on, you literally like got off the plane and you were at the stadium getting dudes ready, getting, you're building your entire kingdom of, of physical strength and ability and, and agility and the, the whole nine. And I'm sure there were some obstacles. And, and as you went through it and then you saw the summer and then the, and then, then, and then the season, what were some of those obstacles that you saw? Like, you know, like the season one wasn't what everyone wanted to be, but do you sit on the sidelines and you're like, all right, I see what I can get a little bit more accomplished here. Like I see what I can get out of these dudes. And then you also see the guys and their mentality. So that's like a 20 piece question, but I'm sure you're taking all this data in and now you're like, I understand. I want to speak for you, but you're like, I'm ahead. Of, I'm ahead. Now I understand the kids. We didn't just meet them 10 minutes ago. We've been here for six months, a year, almost actually a year. So go through all that, I guess. it's uh, Sorry, that's like 40 different things I threw at you. <laughs> no, I love it. You got enough juice, though, for all of it, though. You got all <laughs> that juice. I feel like, uh, I mean, it could start even just, you know, when we first got here, I sat and I met with every single player, and they talked about them. And really, that was like, you know, unless I met with them before at a prior recruiting deal or came up for, you know, a dinner or something, um, that was like my first interaction with them, you know, get to know them, where they're from, their family, what motivates them, what's their fear, like, you know, try to break the ground and, you know, just create a common bond, then go from there. And so, you know, and then I did it again in the summer, um, you know, cause you revert back to, you know, Hey, this is what you did in the winter. This is where I think you're going. And it's not like what I'm saying. I'm never, ever telling the kids like you got to bench 225, 30 times. Like I'm never saying that it's always, you know, I always meet with the position coaches and obviously coach Vic and I are always together talking about things. It's what's the best thing to put you in the best position to be one, a great teammate, and two, to provide value on the field, in practice, in the way, all those types of things. So, you know, just just kind of, you know, getting through that in the past couple of weeks here, it's totally different. You know, like, you know, the kids, you already have that relationship with them. So that's built. Um, you, you learn ways to push guys even harder. Like, you know, I, I say all the time, the easiest 
thing to do is to motivate the young guys and challenge them and mold them and all that kind of stuff. What challenges me the most is making sure this offseason and the, the rest of this entire year is the greatest year that Hunter Waller, Ches Malusi, Jack Nelson, all these guys that came back because they wanted to leave a legacy. They wanted to create a standard. They wanted to be better, yes, selfishly themselves, but also as a team. Like, I have to challenge them differently. And that makes me better because I can't just copy and paste or try to do what we did this time. Like, you know, I'm always watching them and the rest of the team to, you know, one, hone in on the heartbeat, but, you know, where do we need to push? Where do we need to pull back? And uh, so I think that's a big thing, just the relationships and, you know, telling kids where they got to grow and all those types of things, even though we all need to grow. Um, and Brady, real quick, just, but you, you now know these guys through a season. Yeah. It's, I cannot think, I can't compare it to like going to war, but it's kind of like that. You really are going, doing something special and unique and different. Yeah. And now, you know, these guys in the trenches and on the field. And I feel like that must have helped your relationship because now, you know, Hunter Roller is a dog who's going to be there for his team. He calls his guys out when he needs to, you know, Chess is not giving up, man. That guy has been through adversity left, right, up and down, and he's not giving up. I think that says something to you guys, the coaching staff, but also says something about them. But speak to that a little bit of like going through a season and seeing the dudes and and going through like, to me, it's like a traumatic experience this season. It's really ups and downs. Yeah. Um, so what's that like getting getting to know them that way? I mean, you know, our greatest joy as coaches is watching them do what they love to do on Saturdays. It is. And, you know, again, we came out, you know, was it hot, hot? I mean, yeah, we, you know, going – but, you know, we start out, you know, 1-0, and then you go to Washington State. And we're right there, you know, and, again, you just kind of revert back to all the things you did in the offseason, finishing, like all those things. Like, you know, we were right there again. And, you know, okay, whether it was a fumble and it was ruled down or not, you can't play that game. Like, you know, there's always something, the butterfly effect that happened before that. Okay. Um, then, you know, you come back home, Georgia Southern, take care of business. And then the Purdue game where everything's cooking and my guy, you know, big old D lineman falls right on his leg. And like, when I say like my heart dropped, my knees broke, like it did because of, like you said, my relationship with Chez, like how much he's been through, uh, you know, his mindset, the way his body was, like he was in the best shape of his life. But we joke now because now he's in the best shape of his life. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, you know, and again, you're seeing those guys go through it. You're seeing, you know, again, a, a, a big thing of what we, you know, pride ourselves on is training you to be a football player, not a weightlifter, right? Even though, yes, the heavy squats and, and deadlifts and benches, those are great. Those are cool, but they really don't matter if they don't make you good at football. Um, so, you know, as, as I really peel back the layers and just kind of look at everything, like, you know, we were tough. Like, we didn't quit. Um, there, I'm sure there's some games, yeah, shit didn't go our way. Um, but when I, you know, just look back at, like, you know, soft tissue injuries, we didn't have any. Um, you know, I wish I could do something for Tanner's, you know, throwing hand right there in that bone when he hit Iowa, but I couldn't. But, you know, guys like Braden Locke, who trained his butt off and changed his body, you know, put himself in a position to win us games. Um, you know, with, uh, what's his name? Uh, Chaz, another bone issue. And then, you know, Bryson with an ankle here or there. Like, I mean, if football's going to happen, like injuries are going to happen. I think the biggest thing that we saw throughout all that was, okay, when Bryson Green does roll his ankle and he can't come back who's going to step up you know and 
it can't be us as coaches, especially me, strength coach. Like, it's not my place, even though I know it too and I hear it, all that stuff. But, like, dude's got to step up, man. Like, you got to provide value and reps and be pushing that guy in front of you so that, God forbid, if something happens, you can step in. Your number's called. Now you are now you can go do what you've trained to do. And I think we just saw a lot of that, um, you know, where guys thought, you know, hey, maybe, I, oh, I've done the workouts. I've done this, you know. And now, you know, yet it's my opportunity. I go and I don't really thrive in it or I don't do as well as I thought I could. So, you know, that kind of opens that up. But, you know, I, I really feel like just the, the you know, the, the brotherhood that is really just cultivating right now and just the competitiveness, um, the selflessness that's going on right now. Like, you know, you talk about it last year okay, and then we go through all that adversity. You know, we go to a bowl game where, you know, we're whooping butt, but we didn't didn't finish, you know, for whatever reason. Okay. Um, so you got a lot of mojo right now going in the offseason, which you're always gonna have hype. And I get it last year, so much hype, all that stuff. And I keep telling these kids every day, I said, Look, I'm proud. I'm proud of the way you guys are training. I think we're doing great. I'm not satisfied. And I it's a quote on the board right now. It just says, continue to work hard because nobody cares. Like they really don't. And I just want our guys to feel that. And like, you know, yes, when you walk out of here, you feel absolutely jacked and you just trained your you know your ass off and your legs aren't going to be normal till monday when we you know do upper again but like it doesn't matter man there's got to be more and it's it's not more about what we do with their bodies it's their hearts and their minds and you know just taking the full spectrum of that i, I feel like our guys really embrace now that the way we train not the what but the way it's our edge and i feel like you know just starting to see that more where you know, my previous spots, it was that. And again, it wasn't something that I tried to make like, oh, this is it. Like, no, it's the guys fed off that. And then they attacked, you know, people that showed any sign of weakness or softness. And, you know, th to me, that's always the coolest thing. I mean, not, not going to lie, like a humble brag, like, you know, during a game, the O-line guys are dominating. They come over and, they, you know, they're just going crazy with you. Like, that's why we do that and You're like, yeah. Like, you know, so. But, uh, but yeah, I would just say that I think just the, the mindset, their hearts, and really what they understand, you know, because, I mean, let's face it, just because you work hard doesn't guarantee you shit. Like, it doesn't. It doesn't in in our job. It doesn't in life. It doesn't in any job. And, uh, you know, I think that's what they're motivated by more than anything right now is just continuing to bust ass and that nobody cares. Continue to work harder. There's always more we can be doing for each other. Well, you took Matt Perkins, before you get a question, and I'm sorry to keep cutting off, but you mentioned two things. One, the bowl game was the best game that the Badgers played all year. I think bar none as a team. And you're right. The last two minutes, it's just, we didn't, we haven't done that yet as a team. Like we weren't put in a situation to win a game. We didn't have it yet. We weren't as competitive, I think. But if you take those two minutes out, we won that game. I mean, yeah. we beat them up and I don't care if they had their best player wasn't there. So was ours. A bunch yeah. of our guys weren't there. So, so, uh, so, so that, but my, when I saw this dude on the field, it sums up exactly what you're saying. Tell me Jackson Aker didn't lose like 15, 20 pounds and now looks like a tailback. Like, <laughs> back then? He looked yeah. awesome. And and uh, to me, as a running back, this is really a, mostly what I care about in life. From day one when he stepped on the field, I was like, oh, boy. And then in the bowl game, he dominated. So yeah. what? I would love to hear your – like, what happened? Like, how did, that, how did he do it? Yeah, I mean, you know, again, he took advantage of his opportunities, I think – you know, Yak started the game, and then, you know, Yak got tackled, and his ankle went boo-boo, so he was done. Um, and uh, Jackson just stepped up, 
you know, and I think the O-line, one of their best games all year. I mean, yes, I know Bort wasn't there, but Jake Renfro's a, a, a dog. I mean, he's an absolute dog who's been in the trenches against Georgia, Alabama. Like, it, it's no surprise when I watched him and I watched him play really well. Yes, snaps were great, all that. Okay, but it was everything else. Like, so I think that had a lot to do with it. Um, the boys were in a good rhythm. And, uh, you know, Tanner was unreal. I mean, that's the best. I mean, that's, you know, that, that was Tanner Mordecai that we all saw every single day. And I wish that could have been to fruition throughout the whole year. But you know what? It takes alignment, man. It takes alignment from the top down, not just these players. And I think, you know, Coach really saw that and knew that. And, you know, yes, there's been moving pieces with on staff and roster and all that stuff. But, again, a full and this is an excuse, but just a full year into it, I think now you got all your arrows going the right way. Everybody's meshing. Everybody knows their assignments, knows what the plan is, how we're going to go about this, how we're going to teach and coach this. Like, that's huge because the kids see that. But, yeah, Jackson took advantage of those opportunities, man, and, you know, ran some dudes over, made some great runs. And, um, yeah, I just wish it would have ended the other way. But, you know. Well, let's talk about some of those changing plans. What is sort of the biggest difference in your approach to this offseason versus last offseason? Uh, I think I kind of hit on it just a little bit, and I was, you know, I was fortunate to kind of go through a similar thing. Uh, the 21 season when a bunch of high-end guys, you know, decided to forego their, you know, to, to leave early for the NFL and come back and play. And, uh, you know, that really motivated me and, you know, enhanced, you know, just my everything as a coach, you know, because I couldn't train Desmond Ritter the same. I couldn't train Kobe Bryant, Ahmad Gardner, um, you know, all these guys. So that challenged me, but yet in the same thing, making sure the team was still, it's not like I'm like, all right, you guys are with me and I'm everybody else. Like, so in turn, it's, it's the same thing this year. You know, you got Jack Nelson who could have left, but he didn't, um, you know, Hunter Waller coming back for a reason, for all the right reasons. All these guys are Chez, you know, I mean, countless times, I can tell you what Chaz and I have been sitting right here and just like deep, long talks and like, man, I want that guy just to, to have the greatest year of his life. Like he's such a, a freak of a human being. He's so strong right now. I think the best thing that really happened was, you know, the moment he decided to come back and I know it was kept under wraps to the outside world forever, not in here. I mean, literally as soon as he could, him and I were lifting one-on-one and it was the best thing for him because you know, he got to really acknowledge and fix a lot of his old issues, you know, a shoulder, a wrist, um, you know, even his knee, like it just gave him more time to do a little extra rehab. So it was almost like we started back at ground zero. And, you know, I remember when I first got here last year, I mean, Chez couldn't bench, he couldn't squat, like he was beat up, but I modified around him and got his body good. And he was feeling great and looking good. And like, now there's no modifications to Chez. Like we have to hold him back because he's just like a, pit bull that just wants to go eat and uh he's looking boy so good he's 218 pounds he's so fast as shit so strong um but yeah you know it's just the plan's always got to be different and uh you know i think i always get more excited about the winner than i do any other time because your team is reborn every single year guys leave guys come in coaches leave coaches come in but you know what what you're striving to do is still the same win championships <clears throat> and you know doing everything that we did last year and seeing how it went and all that stuff okay take deeper dives look inside the locker room look inside like and it's it's getting those kids to understand and see that like i said you know 
nothing's guaranteed to us. And we know that. And I think these kids know that now too. And it's like, that's just how hard it is. But the great teams, they win because of each other. They win because of relationships. They win because of a genuine love for one another, not to let each other down, to give it their all, no matter what. Arms in a sling, doesn't matter. I got you. I got you. I'm giving you everything I got because that's how much you mean to me. And that's how much this place means to me. So kind of restoring that, you know, I think I've been also just very fortunate. You guys, I mean, Bernie, a bunch of you former players getting to talk with you, Joe Thomas, um, just, you know, how much this place means to you and what it was like back in the day and, you know, finding some of those old school things, bringing them into the, to the new school things that I do. And, uh, you know, that's again, just, just the edge that we're trying to set. You, you do in those stadiums. I can't, I, you know, as crazy as I am, I'm always pretty big on safety, even though I know you're probably like, yeah, right. I see you guys like fighting and wrestling and all that. Yeah. Okay. But, uh, Something about running on the bleachers kind of scares me. Dude, it never rains when you do it. Never rains. It's crazy. crazy. Uh, it, I felt no safe too. <laughs> We're running the ramp right now. We do hill sprints on the ramp. We did I them in the summer. wouldn't want to do that either. Oh, they're naughty. We did them in the no. summer outside. And then, you know, with the construction going on the field and obviously weather, although the weather's been great recently, you know, I was like, all right, this ramp's perfect. We're doing it. <laughs> I, I, as you mentioned some of these things and it brings up great, you, you know, you said you're building this culture. Do you, you're right. I, from just weightlifting, I mean, you're there two, three hours a day, you know, from beginning the time you walk into the stadium, by the time you leave and you're spending most of the time with you and your staff, right? You're the, you're like the salesman on the front lines of, of knowing all the kids, knowing what they're you know happy about what they're said you could probably recognize a kid come off his scooter or his bike or now they probably have like those e-scooters and, and tell if he's happier or sad right off the bat i find i i think like and as I, I hear you talking like obviously i think the first year is much more difficult you're coming into a whole new world not saying not the, the lifting world but the world of like wisconsin what do you see in the weight room right now? Like who's jumping in there? Who's like going nuts? Like Hunter Roller, you brought up a bunch, Ches Malusi. There's gotta be other dudes who are just amped up, ready to get after the season. Like understand the methodology behind what you're trying to do and are saying, I'm embracing this. And I think, side note, are a lot of guys embracing it so much easier than they were maybe last year? Yes. You know, I, I think uh, one, we've challenged them you know, with those individual meetings with position coaches, Coach Fick and myself. Um, and, you know, I mean, let's face it, if I'm an inside linebacker right now, I'm looking around going, holy shit, like my room's changed, you know? And uh, <laughs> this is not a knock in any me. I was talking with Tress and he was like, you know, there's eight new guys in my room from last spring till now. He goes, do you know what the difference of those eight um, are now and the three remaining that were here last year and that are still here? And I was like, what he goes they're over six feet tall and i was like oh okay yeah that's true and uh you know in the in the in the outside linebacker room i mean the guy that's got the most reps is daryl peterson like that's it like what's coming no doubt but like you know it's like so i think they feed off that because you know everybody wants to play i get it. everybody wants reps and you know sure especially wideouts we know how they can get like why aren't i getting the ball well get open like you know make it happen and uh you know i tell the guys all the time especially the d-line like hey let's just be honest let's be real with ourselves we lost a lot of reps 
Okay. How much production did we lose with those reps and making guys understand that. And coach says it all the time in practice and everything. Like don't take a bad rep. No rep is better than a bad rep. Like seriously, not even getting a rep is better than bad rep. So understanding that if you're going to provide reps, they better be like the best you can. They better be all out like war because that's the only way you're going to provide production. We don't want guys just to be there to wear the Jersey and drink the drinks and all that stuff. Like, no, like it's got a means it's got to bleed through you. And uh, so I, I definitely think that's, you know, the guys are feeling that and they're, they're hungry for that. I mean, that's the whole, the whole motto of this off season is to hunt or be hunted. I mean, it is like, you know, Cheney's absolutely on fire right now. And uh, you know, that, I know that was the name you asked. I mean, um, you know, Will Pauling, uh, Nizir for Queen, you're not even going to recognize him, you know, when you see him soon because he's on the plan right now. And I've had my share of that plan, and he is growing and doing really well. Um, you know, one guy I actually want to ask you about was someone you had at Cincinnati and now is back, and that's Jaheim Thomas. What yeah. did, so, what did you learn from him about in sort of his experience in the SEC and the stuff they were doing at Arkansas? What's it like to have, be back with him again, someone who's, you know, a, an incredibly talented athlete in and of itself? Yeah. What's it been like to sort of be with him, leave for a while, and now get him back? Oh, I love Jaheim, man. He's a great young man, uh, heart of gold, always has a smile. And he's got some freaky, freaky things that he can do, you know, um, just a knack for the football you know, whether it's pass rush, inside, whatever it may be. Um, so it's been a blessing to have him back. He should have been here all along. He knows that. I know that. Um, and I'll just do the no comment on everything that he went through at Arkansas just because, you know, that, I mean, there's a lot of, and I, again, I know, I know I'm not the greatest in the world. I would never say it, but I just know the way that we train. Um, it's what these kids deserve. And I know a lot of places just cheat these kids. I mean, there's, you know, Jackson McGohan came from LSU and, um, got a kid coming from Oklahoma. Okay. I mean, but yeah, but it's great to have Jaheim back. Um, you know, like I said, Chaney's been, been attacking. He's, he's a dog. Uh, you know, I, I could go down. There's so many guys, like even, even the new freshmen, like it's ridiculous. Like the two O-line freshmen that just got here are by, you know, testing standards, you know, their day one evals and all this, you know, testing that we do. And I come up with a power index for them. They're the two highest O-linemen I have ever seen, and that's Cincinnati, Ohio State, Mississippi State, Kentucky. Like, and, I, and then you watch them move, and you watch them lift, and they're just growing, 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 and they're such great kids. Um, all the, you know, the tight ends that came in, Steck and Book, um, you know, just it freaks, Heiberger. We call him Tommy Turbo because the kid is a nut job. Like, you know, it's just... I, I commend these coaches. Yes. Recruiting. It helps. It does help. It, it, it helps, but you got to get the right ones. And I think that's, that's what we're seeing more so than ever. And I think that's what, you know, the guys that came back that saw a lot of new guys come in last year with us and all that stuff, but have now played a season and now understand what it takes. And then they see all these other guys come in. They're like, oh, okay. Yeah. Now I see, now I see like, I mean, we got to have dogs everywhere. If we just have another CJ gets that takes, you know, 70 reps a game, body is shot. He's a six-year guy. You love the shit out of him, but, you know, he wakes up Sunday and he can't even move. He comes in, we do the best we can with our training with him. He re-energizes by Tuesday for practice. Wednesday's a little better. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, he's back. Like, we got to have guys to provide value, to provide production that are going to help keep him fresh. And, you know, that's that's the whole push is like, 
guys, when you get to the next level, like not everybody plays every single rep. And I think a great example of that's Jaheim Thomas. Jaheim had a great year last year in the SEC. His best year was the college football player here at Cincinnati where he rotated 50 snaps with another guy because he was fresh. So when he went in, he was dominant. When the other guy came in, he was dominant. And, uh, you know, trying to get the D-line to really feel that. You know, James Thompson's doing a great job right now pushing dudes. And young Jamel Howard is whew, looking so good and, you know, right there, I mean, right under James's, you know, wing. And uh, getting that, like, hey, James, you want to be the best, man? Like, you want to be, you know, just the absolute freak of freak. Like, you got to have these other guys with you provide 20, 30 reps a game, maybe 10. You know what? Like, screw it. If I'm a, a, a freshman, I just got here. I mean, big Ernest Willer. Ooh, yeah, he looks good. If I provide 10 reps of all out, like, that's going to make us so much better. And in turn, that wears down the O-line. Well, guess what I'm doing? I'm training the O-line's balls off so that that doesn't happen. And their heartbeats like this. And they're, you know, I'm getting excited. But, yeah, you know. Attention, athletes. Do you want a frictionless and tailored financial planning experience to secure your future? Well, look no further. Introducing Oak Bridge Wealth Management, the premier financial planning firm for professional athletes. Led by wealth manager Chris Anasetti, our team provides a unique and comprehensive approach, ensuring your financial success both on and off the field. We understand the unique challenges you face as a professional athlete, from managing cash flow habits to planning major business purchases and navigating complex contracts. That's why we've developed a proven process working closely with our strategic partners to provide seamless solutions for your unique financial journey. Our services evolve with your career, offering short, mid, and long-term goal setting, portfolio optimization, real estate investments, and more. As you transition to life beyond the field, we support you with career development and philanthropic ventures. But don't just take our word for it. Top NFL players like Chase Boulier, Tyler Biotish, Alec Ingold, and more trust Oak Bridge Wealth Management to guide them towards financial success. Troy Dye of the Minnesota Vikings says, I really love the work that Chris and the rest of the Oak Bridge group do. I especially like the honesty and transparency when it comes to setting up financial goals and plans that best fit my needs and situation. It's time to elevate your financial game plan. Connect with Chris on Instagram at OakbridgeWM underscore Anacete. That's OakbridgeWM underscore A-N-I-C-E-T-E. And join the winning team. So you mentioned you mentioned the transfer portal pretty much. Do you when and you have, I'm sure you sit down with those guys and you have like, you know, that um onboarding or whatever you call it, um, intro meeting. Do you talk about like what they what kind of weight training they're doing at other schools and like what they like, what they don't like, what they've seen, what they don't, you know, like what they are like, oh, this is terrible. So you guys have I don't want to call out any other university, but you have guys no. coming from pretty big schools. Yeah. Do you sit down and you're like, hey, dude, what, what were you doing there? Just yeah. let me hear what you're doing. Yeah. You know, I mean, I kind of always tell them, like, hey, respectfully, I don't really care what you have done, but I'm just honest with them. Like I tell them straight up what we do. And, you know, I think that's a big reason why. Uh, Tech at Curtis and I hit it off so well. Like, you know, we talked, yes, about life and football and all that stuff, but like 95% of the time it was like, hey, strength training. And he was all about it. Like, uh, but you do, you kind of do have to get, you know, an idea of, you know, what they're coming from, what they've been through. And then, you know, just 
very similar to like last year when you get here and you're new and you're like, Hey, I'm not going to get body weights. Everybody wants to see how you adapt. Kind of do that again with these guys. Yes. Jaheim knew what to expect, but you know, I, I, I can just tell like watching them now and you're like, Oh yeah, they're starting to really adapt. Or, you know, they'll jog by you during the lift and they're like, man, this shit's going hard. Like, you know, or they'll, they'll say something or like, man, I feel good. Something like that. And uh, you know, not like I need reassurance, but just always letting them know that like, you know, whether they came from an Olympic based program or a more, you know, long distance running, which I don't know why people still run one tens and all that crazy shit. But, you know, I tell them, look, we're training you to be the best football player you can be. And you're a running back. So you're going to be trained just a little bit different than that tight end. And that alignment is going to be trained different. Like, you know, I think we, uh, we, and I've always done stuff like that. I'm doing it even more now. Like uh, the other day we had our speed competitions uh, so we had a great juicy upper body lift and then we all d- went out to the indoor as a team and we had speed stations and then we finished with competitive sprints with just the skill and big skill guys. And I had the O-line and the D-line guys on prowlers and we loaded it up 300 pounds and it's mass moves mass. Like what's going to get you better to play the position that you play running 10 yard sprints or pushing a prowler five yards as fast as you can against other people to see who's faster, who can physically move another person faster and, you know, just transferring that. And then, you know, when we finished with the skill guys that definitely look good running, like they got to go over and watch the big guys. So now they're all getting hyped up and juiced up. And, you know, the specialists from the back of the end zone, pulling sleds. I don't need to see them run. They just need to kick balls. And kick them consistently, not out of bounds kick on kickoffs. Yeah. That, can't, you know. can't kick them out of bounds on kickoffs. That's I'm, I'm going to leave that there. Um, You mentioned tweaking it for different positions. Um, What's your relationship like with the position coach, especially the new guys coming in? Um, obviously, you know, strength training and O-line coaches tend to go hand in hand a lot of times. What's been your, um, I, I know I know a lot of people on the Vanderbilt program who speak very highly of Coach Blaze. Um, what's been, what's it been like to get to assimilate to these new three guys as well as sort of grow the understanding communication between the guys that are still on staff and you have been with for the last year? Yeah, Coach Blaze is like my he's like my buddy, man. He's he's if I turn around at 6 a.m. right there he is. You know, he's hyping up the boys, he's in here, he's getting a lift in. Um, you know, that's just the number one thing I feel with him is the energy, the you know, it's contagious and his genuine love. Again, he's only been here a couple of weeks, like you wouldn't know it now. Like the guys just, you know, they're he says jump and they're like, hi. Like it's just it's really cool. And that's a sign of a great coach. Like he's done it the right way. He's come in. He's earned their trust, their respect. He's proven it. He's being consistent every single day. Um, he hasn't break down everything, no matter where they are on, you know, O-line. And it's not just like, O-line on three, one, two, three, O-line. It's like they yell it, you know, and he just, he keeps like, he's got a big sign in the O-line room. It's like, dude, restore O-line you. Restore, like, you know, and him and I talked. And I, and I said this to Jack. I said it to Bort. You know, I said, like, let's be real, guys. There haven't been a first-round draft pick in the O-line room since 2017. Like, I know there's been a lot of great players that have, you know, been drafted and all this. I said, but like, it's time to bring the, bring it back. Like, you know, to, and it's not just by how they play. It's everything, the way they train, the way they are, like the way they just lead, the way, the way they play and they carry themselves. So you're seeing a big uptick in them. That's a great, great addition. Uh, Kenny G, the sax man, you know, being from Columbus, Ohio, I, I know that name very well. Um, you know, his, his year that he got to play and, I think he beat Purdue on that comeback or overtime win or whatever. I was a young GA Kentucky, but I remember, you know, I remember his name. I remember hearing about him and, 
you know, obviously I worked at Ohio State, but there were some coaches that were there before I got there that would speak highly of him. So that was really cool. Um, he has been awesome. Again, kids are gravitating towards him. He's such a, a smart, um, you know, just really, really good coach. And again, he's got a lot of dudes in his room. He's, he's you know, he's like a little giddy every single day because he knows he's got a lot of toys. And then Coach Grinch, man, what, what, one is huge. I mean, you never realize he's like 6'4". This guy was like a safe, a safety hybrid outside linebacker at Mount Union. So he's kind of my enemy. That was a, a rival of ours. Well, you can't really say rival considering then we never beat them. But, um, you know, wow. Like what a, what a smart coach, man. Like what a just active. He's very active. Uh, those kids. And, and again, I, I straight up told him the one day I said, look, man, you, you're walking into the greatest room probably in the country, top to bottom. Um, whether it's a walk-on or a scholarship, like all these guys eat, all these guys are great football players, great men. They train their balls off. And, uh, you know, he's just, he's jumped right in, hit it full heartedly. Like, you know, there's a reason why these guys are here. Like, you know, anybody can say what they want. Like Coach Grinch was a DC, all that stuff. Like the guy knows what he's doing. And now he's around uh, great people with Coach Vic, Coach Tress, Coach Scruggs, all those guys in this room, all working together, all alignment pointing towards, you know, what we want to do. And so it's been exciting. And then, you know, even myself, uh, my staff's changed, you know, one of my guys decided to hang it up, which, you know, was shocking, but um, he had uh, a baby in the summer and um, you know, just they they're from Michigan. And he was like, Hey man, he's like, I just, I feel like I want to just raise a family. Now my wife wants to be closer to home and you know, Hey, I get that. So I was able to hire one of my uh, former interns from way back in the day who, was recently at Pitt and he's come in, he's been a bat out of hell and the boys love him. So, you know, like I said, it's, it's, you know, a lot of times people on the outside could be like, man, these guys are leaving or those guys are leaving or new guy. Like that's life, man. Like it's, it's growth and, you know, change is inevitable. Growth is optional. Like th this is the kind of stuff Vic and I like feed off of. And I think our players do too. Like, you know, and again, I, I get it. Like, you know, like you talk to the O-line guys, you're like, man, this is your fourth coach in so many years. They all say, I don't give a, you know what? Like we want to win. We want to be the best. So whatever it takes, like we're all about it. And I think we can all relate to that because whether I'm in the same job I've been in for a long time and with some different bosses or coworkers, like you take something from each of them and you build yourself around that. But um, very, very excited. A lot, of, a lot of juice going on. A lot of great, great men, great coaches. And it's exciting. So Brady, something I think that's really cool about what you do is you highlight the guys. So you, you know, like, is that something you just like doing? Cause you do it on your own platform. It's on the Badger football one. I go back and forth. So I get to see like two yeah, pretty much the same things, but I like, I could watch videos of the guys all day. Um, what, what makes that so special and why, how did you build that? And the guys must love it. Yeah, I hope, I mean, I hope so, you know, and again, you wish you could put stuff out for everybody, but it just started, you know, when I, when I was making, you know, my name of just, you know, Hey, this is how I want to run a program. This is, you know, like I was just saying, I'm going to take a little bit from coach Mick. I'm going to take a little bit from him. I'm going to take a little bit from this and I'm going to take from my staff and form, but I'm always going to be true to who I am. And, you know, I know that the kids are on these all the time. Right. And I know it's Twitter, it's Instagram. That's all I have. I'm sure there's more, but you know, like, I mean, you, you'd be shocked. Like a lot of times you'll find things out just by pulling that up and then 
that starts a relationship building process with someone else. Like, oh, I didn't know your, you know, your mom was uh, into, you know, cooking and has her own cookbook now. And like, you know, I'm just here, like it happens. But I always said, you know, and I still, I never, ever, ever, ever want anything to be about me. It's never about me. It's always about my staff. It's about this program. It's always about these kids. And whatever I can do to pump them up, to even promote them and give them love, right? Because let's face it, recruits see that. Um, you know, their friends see it at other schools. Like, and then I want them to be jealous. Like, man, my coach doesn't does do that. Like, you put out a graphic for due to the week. What's due to the week? You know, and like, and then in turn, certain places might copy that. And that's fine. I take that as a big sign of admiration. It's cool. But, um, you know, it's just, it was my thing that I just always wanted to do. I wanted to get back to the kids, have a little fun. Nothing better than graphics, getting the likes, getting the posts, getting people talking about you. And, you know, even with the speed stuff too, which, you know, the other day, those speeds, that's just from 20 yards. And that's impressive just because that's just pure acceleration. Like, wait till you see the top end ones. Like, it's 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 crazy. But you know why else that's good too? Because, you know, who sees that stuff? The next level, the NFL. And that's become probably one of the biggest things with the sports science is like, you know, when, you, when, when the NFL people talk to you, again, they're not asking how much he benches. They're not asking when he squats. They're saying, hey, what's some of his catapult numbers from a game? Hey, what's his practice load look like? Hey, you know, what's the highest speed he's ever recorded? And right there's validation for that, too. Like, we're not making these up. We're not trying to look cooler than we are. Like, it's that's real. And, uh, you know, and I, I think, you know, even talking about that sports science thing, I think that's another thing, you know, just going through the year process and for these kids and even us, like, probably them more than anything, is validating, one, the way that we train that sets them up to dominate on Saturdays, but also the recovery aspect of it, like knowing, you know, showing them, even though we don't as much, but, you know, Hey, on Tuesday and Wednesday, your practice loads are like this. And then Thursday, Friday, obviously they're real low. So on Saturday, you're not even going like as hard as you were on Tuesday. And it's like, or you're going harder than you did on Tuesday, or you played a game on Tuesday and a game on Saturday and you're recovering so fast because you're training, right? Like they feed off that too. So, but yeah, it, it must also be because like, so I looked at that and you had Will Pauling was maybe two, yeah, two or three up there, which is a ridiculous speed that I can't hardly go in my car. And then you had, um, green was at like eight or nine. So it must also be like, Hey, I'm, I need to work harder. Like I got to get up to where, you know, Will's at, or maybe I can work and shave off, you know, build a, a quick, a mile progress shave off but like because you're not shaving seconds like <laughs> add a point one or point two on so I, I think that stuff's really cool because i didn't know what i never knew what my mile per hour you know speed might have been but now in the nfl all these metrics are are taken and they're they're pretty serious that's how they probably it's like money ball like they take all yeah. this data and so so i love that you're doing because kids are now they know where they're at in everything and i think it's also competitively nice but also for for Green to say, hey, man, I can do better than this. If Will's up there, I'm going to try and get up there. Yeah. So, like, I like, you know, like that, I think it builds that. So, talking about social media and how much craziness is out there, I got to ask, because there's been some really cool things you're seeing today. I don't know if you've seen it, because you've been working all morning. But I get 100 text messages the second anything happens for Wisconsin football. <laughs> is there going to be a new coach added or a new consultant added to the (laughs) 
All I see is that we might get a guy who played up for the Patriots and was a coach in the NFL. I don't want to ruin it for everyone. I guess it's coming out. But Brable might be part of the Badger coaching staff. I, if you know it, though, you don't have to tell us. I just think it's he so could, cool. He could, he could come be my assistant. Yeah. <laughs> I just think it's fascinating that um, Fickle, I didn't. I, I mean, I didn't know this, but they were they played together. Yeah. And if he, I mean, think about that is another whole new dynamic. That's what makes Coach Fickle really dynamic. Is he's, I feel like, open to having these guys come in, help. And Vrabel's no joke. Like, he's a yeah. proven success. A, you know, it kind of goes back to, you know, just all the hires that were made, you know, from Kenny Guyton, who did an unbelievable job at Arkansas, and before that, Houston, all that, but, you know, was the interim OC this past year. Obviously, Blazic, um at Vanderbilt, but before that, you know, I think um, Coach Fick, knowing and working with Chris Ash from his Ohio State days when he was at, when Chris Ash was the head coach of Rutgers, Blazic was the O-line coach there, and, you know, I think uh, just reassuring that, you know, Ash telling Fick, like, no, this is exactly what you want. This guy is unreal. He's going to kill it. Same with Kenny G. Um, you know, same with Grinch. Like, I mean, we know where the head man's at, you know, most of the time. He's in that D staff room now. And he, you know, he doesn't want to just have a bunch of yes men. He wants to learn, too. He wants to, you know, evolve and find ways to be better. I mean, he's always challenged by that. And, you know, no doubt if, if an opportunity like that presented itself, of course he'd be open to it. Like, yes, uh, that's his college teammate and roommate and his brother and his best man in his wedding. And, you know, when Thick had his intermediate at Ohio State, he came to help him out because he wanted to be there for him and then, like, you know, left to go back to the NFL. Like, that would be awesome. So if it does happen, it'd be pretty cool. I mean, it would be bananas if it happens. Uh, I, I, I just love it. And I also think the guys will love it. Not taking away anything from the coaching staff. First off, I love the hires. You know, I, what I what I am really excited about and in this new kind of age of football is that you you have attrition's happening. It's just happening with the guys, the transfer portal. They can get money. They want to play somewhere. There's a lot of different thought processes. Same with coaching. Listen, some people have a kid and then they they want to go move like you don't know what life throws at you. What I think is is really impressive is that you guys are not plateauing at all. You are hiring even better guys maybe you know like I, so that that makes me really excited and the fact that Vrabel could come in and maybe even just give his a one day pointer the guys must be like amped i would be amped if that happened yeah i mean like a lorenzo neal came in or like anyone you know like <laughs> yeah. be like who look at that or, or, or even though mike i tried Allstott. to fight him mike allstott i tried to fight, we tried to fight him once in, in that at, a long time ago when i was in college but if that dude walked in and like gave me pointers i'd be like Dude, this is what it's all about, man. This is awesome. Yeah. I mean, the, yeah, you, you know. And again, I think no matter what, yes, you get a name, you get a represent, a rep, you know, uh, can't say the word right now, but you know what I'm saying. Reputation to your name. But I think it's the old saying, too. You know, I mean, kids don't care how much you know, they care how much you care. And, uh, you know, I think a lot of times, too, there's a really good saying, and I got it right here, and I got it on a big, poster out in the indoor or indoor in the weight room and i didn't have it up last year and i have it up now and i'll read it to you it says hard coaching equals love right when a coach takes it easy on you they're setting you up for a hard life ahead don't take the coach for granted that's constantly holding you accountable they might seem annoying to you in the moment until one day when you're annoyed with the life you have most coaches aren't out to get you 
They're out to get you to where you want to be one day. There's a reason your coach is on you about being early, staying late, studying, doing extra, taking care of your body, and being a good person. It's because your coach loves you. They see what you could be one day, and if you can't see that hard coaching is love, you're blind. Beautiful. No doubt. Beautiful. I absolutely love it. I <laughs> absolutely love it. <laughs> We we've got uh we we've only got a couple minutes left here um with uh with Coach Collins and so uh, one of the other things though I wanted to sort of touch on I guess um is uh you know last year you talked about um you know sort of especially when the team sort of had that dip right against Indiana and against Northwestern when things were seemed to be at their lowest a lot of times it felt like the team was coming out of the gate slowly in, in some of these games it, like second half it looked great but first half. You know, it, it, like they they weren't engaged. Something just seemed off. What did you sort of take from sort of, I guess, I, the, the nadir of last season? And have have you tried to address that um, in any ways throughout your training? Uh, I mean, yeah, you kind of do. Like, I'd be lying to you if I said I don't look at, like, everything. And as my job, my, you know, my passion, I'm like, all right, how can, how can we help that? How can, like, oh, it's raining. How can I fix that? Like, it's just, it's it's natural. It's what we do. Like, that's how much we care and how much, you know, we, we want to try to enhance everything. And, you know, coach Fick and I talked about it. Like, I mean, they were trained every single day, the right way They're You know, like I said, we used to sports science to track loads, all that stuff. So like we were always trending right to peak at game day, you know, it's just about coming out and, and taking it and establishing it right away. Like, yes, there might've been times we weren't there might've times we weren't, or we did. And I, again, I don't want to keep saying the same thing, but I really do think it goes back to the alignment thing, you know, and, and not just the players, but the coaches top down, everybody on the right path, everybody moving towards the same thing, the communication on point. And, you know, it's not an excuse first year, new people learning all this. Stuff. It, it doesn't matter. Like when it's time to whoop ass, it's time to whoop ass. And, you know, I feel like, you know, we, we put them in those situations in the weight room that like, you know, Hey, you see weakness, you attack, you attack, and you attack it even more. And I think, you know, having those guys, like I said, those best players that are your best workers and best leaders, now they're driving that and they're holding us. Like, it's not just me saying it. That's going to help. But, um, yeah, I mean, you're always looking for something different. I mean, you know, I, I, I know this. If, if we win the coin toss, we're going to defer. Um, you know, that's just the way it is. Um, you know, it's just – it's about everybody being on the same page, man. It really is. And shit's going to happen. You're going to give up a, a shot. You're going to give up a run. You're going to, you know, hopefully not, but you're going to, you know, drop a ball. You're going to maybe, you know, block the wrong guy when it should have been this game. It, it, it's always going to be about effort and technique. Fundamentals, right? Those travel with you everywhere you go. So as long as we can hone in on that, be confident in that, and be tighter than ever as a team, as position units, as a brotherhood, then the rest, you know, they're out there doing what they love to do with the guys they love to do it with. And yes, you know, like Bernie said, we're going to war. No doubt we are. And, you know, if we continue on the trajectory that we're doing, I'm going to war with these guys because I know what they put in every single day. Um, I know what's coming. You know, there's more pieces coming in the summer with the young kids and, you know, who knows what else. But, you know, bodies are changing. That's easy. It's the hearts and the minds. And, you know, restoring and creating a legacy and a standard you know, of true competitiveness and, you know, what it really means, you know, to love this game of football. That's, that's what it's all about. And, and Brady, you got, I mean, if you are a kid coming to Wisconsin, 
the next couple of years schedule is beautiful. I mean, for me coming to wanting to play, you can, I mean, I don't think you can beat it anywhere. I mean, we got UCLA, we got Alabama and then the normal big 10. Yeah. I mean, the, the normal, the usual, what's, what's the, what's the, um, the intensity like to say like, Hey, we're playing Alabama September 13th, 14th here. I'm sorry, I'm coming out the 12th, so I'll be there. I believe me, I'm coming to see you guys because I'm I'm jacked for this weekend. And it's in, I'm not even playing in it. So yeah. it must be so exciting for the dudes. You guys talk about some of the games and like, hey, Alabama's working hard. Let's like let's get this going. Uh I mean, you might I, I tend to kind of save any talk of like, you know, teams that you're playing until the summer, just because obviously it's a lot closer then. Um, I'm definitely gonna throw in a, a golden. <clears throat> reference here and there you know just to make sure we're always beating the shit out of them and everything that we do um but you know they know it they're kids like i said if they if they got this they see the schedule they know it. and you know what they are they are because the dudes want to play against the best if you love this game and you want to be great you don't want to go and play i'm not going to even say a name because i don't want to be disrespectful but those types of teams you want to play the Alabamas. You want to play Oregon. You want to play USC. You want to have Penn State come into your house. Like, you want that. Like, that's what football is all about. Big-time matchup, the the anticipation, the hype, uh, you know, all that stuff, the environment. Like, that's, that's what you feed on. That's why, that's why I love what I do. Like, I mean, it's awesome. Game days are the best in the world. And uh, so, yeah, you know, there's, there's times to use that as motivation. But, you know, kind of like what I said earlier, we know everybody's working. Everybody in the world right now. Is, is working out, they're lifting weights, they're running sprints, they're doing this, they're giving motivational speeches, all that kind of shit. Nobody cares. Work harder. And, you know, the team, you know, I tell my son this all the time, and he can say it now too, the team that plays the toughest, plays the hardest, always wins. That didn't say talented, didn't say the fastest, didn't even say the strongest, right? It's the team that plays the toughest, team that plays the hardest, they win. They win. Um, so we're going to get you out of here on this. What are the plans for squad fest 2024? Oh man. Yes, that is. I thought I had my calendar here. I don't, but, uh, it will be, yes, it'll be, it'll be coming in. I don't know how many months, but the plan is to always one up it. So what we did last year was awesome, but we got to one up it. How we're going to do that. I don't know. You know, maybe we can put you guys inside the room this time. I don't know. Could. Yeah. Or you do it at it. New Glarus. I know how I uh, you you enjoy a, a spotted cow. We could do it at New Glarus. Imagine that view. That. I don't know if you've been there, but the view is beautiful. I've heard. Yeah, it's beautiful. Dude, that's a place you got to visit. I I don't know how you went up it. It was so exciting and so electrified. Yeah. I, I mean, maybe what you do it in Camp Randall, like, but outside of that, like it, it just uh, it just seems like fun things that dudes would would enjoy now. And uh, obviously, yeah. social media is so cool, and everyone's going wow look at this oh wow he did 540 i mean when braylon stepped up and just banged 540 like six times or whatever he did dude i was there that was no joke like there's yeah. not there's no cheating involved like he was going low and he was popping up I, that's a strong man in 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 my eyes but uh brady I, I just love what you bring man you bring like that intensity that knowledge you care for the guys is what the biggest message i get it doesn't matter where you are and I love that because I think the Wisconsin culture is we love as fans and as alumni, like we love these guys. Yeah. Like I talk to Matt Perkins. I have like a hard time saying anything negative about dudes because I know what they're doing. Yeah. I love them for it. 
you know, like you put your neck out there when you're on the field in front of millions of people on TV and 80,000 people there. It's, it's not easy. Yeah. There are a lot of places I have made huge mistakes, just jogged off like it never happened. That's yeah. what my coach said. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, dude, I, I love it. I appreciate your time. Uh, man, I wish I could be at Squad Fest, but I just had a second. I'm having a second kid. And Oh, I, good for dude, you, man. Congrats. Yeah, thank you. Uh, I you can live stream it. You can live stream it. I'll live stream in for sure. I'll be like, there you go. Hey, to my daughter, my my sec, maybe both of them will probably want to watch. The other one will be like, what is going on here? I'll be like, you'll know one day. You get in that squad rack with, with Coach Collins. Yeah. No, I think I think it will. I think, you know, how do you want up? But I think it's going to be one, the kids that are coming back, they, you know, they kind of have an idea of what it's about. So yes, they're going to work their balls off but it's going to be something that they do together and they can only get through it together. But I think it's just going to have a deeper meaning because of just everything we've gone through. You know, like I said, all the new pieces, all that kind of stuff. But, you know, knowing that this is another way of us giving back in a way while still grinding them. But like, you know, again, it's another part of our edge. It's what, it's what separates us from everybody else. Not, not to just put it out on media and look cool and have all that stuff or, you know, it's, it's about, it's about who we are and what, what we were trying to be about. So I was, I love, I mean, I, I absolutely, I think it's so cool. I, I love it. Um, I really appreciate it. Brady. Thank you so much for sharing all of this with us. Uh, it's, it's just so nice to be able to have this relationship with you and, you know, hear about, hear about the dudes just grinding. I don't oh. miss it though. I do a little bit, but <laughs> not all of it. <laughs> you, you don't miss. Yeah. If you, if you came back now, you, you definitely, you would love uh, the Thursday, which is tomorrow. Tomorrow's just a great, juicy upper body lift. I mean, we absolutely shred them. Friday, Friday for those days, though. Fridays are the- oh, I remember. We did leg circuit on Fridays, and it was it was very memorable. Yes. I'm always coming up with new ways to, to see how I can finish them off. <laughs> a lot of hard – if there were stairs to get the class – those are the classes I usually are like, nah, it's, it's a little bit. Where's the ramp? No ramp. It's a little yeah. hard today. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> let's hope we have an elevator in that building. Um, and <laughs> yes, well, let's uh, want to thank everyone for tuning in here to Believe in Badgers on the Believe Network presented by betonline.ag and Oak Ridge Wealth Management. We cannot thank Coach Collins enough for hopping back on with us for a third time. We're hoping it's a fourth again very soon. Um, and uh, to everyone listening, thanks for tuning in and on Wisconsin. On Wisconsin. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.